back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break. Watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show. Get some chances to win some awesome prizes. As fast you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialed in. Welcome to Bash University Live. Glad you guys could be with us today. A lot, lot of cool stuff happening. Great guest today and a great topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about getting way, way back, getting away from the crowd. And, uh, man, it's, it's the way we all love to fish. We all would love to fish by, the, by ourselves with a population of fish that's not being pressured. But you never could seem to do it. Guess what? Keith Pochet's figured out how to do it. He's figured out how to do it and qualified for the elites this year through the Northern uh, Opens and then goes over to the Central Opens and wins on the Red River uh, doing the same strategy using, uh, using a boat, using uh, tools that allow him to get back into places that there's nobody else in the tournament fishing. So it's really cool. If you love that style of fish, I think we all do. But, uh, but he's setting the pace, um, and we look forward to uh, talking to Keith Poche. He's going to be on with us here in just a little while, fresh off of his big win. And uh, it's going to be a great show, so hang in there for that. We've got, a, you know, we've got GDP in the house today. It's always good to have you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Petey. Here, I want to I hear about this one because, like you just said, the way he won this thing, man, is how I absolutely love to catch him, period. It's, it's how we learned how to do it and where we live. It's it's how you win around here, that's for sure. Yeah, you got to get yep. in those creeks. You got to get out of the way. Yep. Jump stuff where you can. Pull the boat over if you're allowed to. You know, whatever it takes. I would love to get a tour of his boat and check it out. I know Brian was with him recently, I think, for an Abu Garcia Berkeley thing. That's right. Plane. Yeah, yeah. He said it was a cool, cool boat. I want to see it in person for sure. I don't know. Did he use the small, small boat for this event or the, the bigger Gator Trek one he had? Like we'll this? have to ask him. But I, yeah. I, I, I thought he was using the 16-and-a-half-footer for this one. That's awesome. It is. Yep. It's like it looks to me like a tunnel hull, like the boat that uh, you know uh, Ott was using. I don't know. We're gonna we gotta ask and I gotta learn about it. But but like I remember the one that Ott won by running up the rocks yep. in, in in Lake Douglas, and uh, that boat it, it it's like four inches or something. <laughs> it, it can run in because of the 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 structure of the hull. It it, it shoots water up. To the water intakes, you know, so that that boat can operate with a prop, you know, not a jet drive, a prop-driven boat in in this much water. Um, crazy. A big good trivia. Who's, who goes through more lower units, Keith Poche or Mike Anelli? <laughs> <laughs> who, who fell in more? Yeah. Him or Pete? It's another good question. Bro. I have to. <laughs> He's had to fall in over the years. I, I got it. I I'm, I I get the style points, Keith. I'm sure. <laughs> the gracefulness. <laughs> uh, well, we'll we'll have to see. You you have to get down and dirty, right? You have to. You got to get in. 
Um, now, you're not allowed, and we're, we're going to dive into this, right? And the, the bass rules state that you're not allowed to get out of the boat and push your way in. To advance. Yep. To, to advance. Correct. Right? That's the, the verbiage. But once you're in, in order to escape, uh, you know, you can, you can push out. You can do whatever it takes. Yep. Getting in the water is uh, probably an everyday thing. Has to be, you know, for yeah. Keith. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. We uh, we did a a shoot with uh, John Cox, who's uh, running the Crestliner. Also, this is his mo, and uh, it, right. it it was because you know I was always I'm always apprehensive about jumping. We've I've seen stuff like i've interviewed hank parker he puts the slip and slides down over the rocks and jumps his used to jump his ranger his fiberglass boat over rocks to get in and get out of places mm. and um he's the know, og <laughs> the, yeah the original uh, exactly and uh and i i you know you, you always get sketchy with that man you got fiberglass boat you you know are you putting yourself in harm's way you can destroy your gear and uh john i you know, I was like, John, can you and, – and I just was like pie in the sky. John, can you give us a tutorial on how to jump a sandbar? And he goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, the biggest problem we had, he's like, these sandbars are too, are too deep. You know, you need to get <laughs> sandbars that are out of the water by two feet. Were you in the boat for that? No, oh, yeah. I, I, we were we were in I was in she the cam, we were in the camera, but we were on the Chesapeake off this long point, uh, one in Swan Creek, and you know, that long sandy yeah, 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 point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the tide was up <laughs> on it. I mean, there was an inch of water cover in that point, and that wasn't challenging enough for John to jump. But he's like, "That's nothing." That's I mean, funny. You know, if it's <laughs> if it's a foot or two out of the water, well, a little sketchy. But uh, yeah. but yeah, jump jumped over it, no problem. Like it's it's every day of the week. You Some know? people skip rocks. John Cox, he skips sandbars. <laughs> skip sandbars. But uh, but we've got a full house tonight. We got Jocelyn with us. We got a lot of cool prizes. Hi, Joss. What are you doing? And what, what do we got going on today? We actually have a like and share contest on Facebook. As usual, um, we will be giving away a Bash University hat with a Bash University subscription. So like and share. And then we're also going to do a trivia question at the end. And we have some TH Marine products over there. I think it's a Calling, a, ca a calling system. I see. I see. G juice. G juice saved me down at the Chesapeake quite a bit. Love that stuff. Live well treatment. Got to have it. And a, and a prop nut, which eliminates vibration. <laughs> uh, you know, certainly minimizes all the vibration coming out of the prop on the trolling motor. Yeah. So pay attention, and you might win all that. You know, there's a there's another cool prize that we didn't talk about that's yeah. still live right now. We're going to be picking a winner. We are. So. Head over to Facebook or Instagram and you like, comment, t tag two of your friends and enter our newsletter contest for a chance to win a cash and rod. Mm. It's a flipping rod in honor of Pete flipping into the water. <laughs> and, and as well as a fishing trip oh, with yeah. yours truly. Not, Ooh. you know, I, I love the cash and fishing rod, but come on. The real value is getting out on the water with the Dean, maybe in yeah. the water. Uh, <laughs> depending on the time of the year, <laughs> it's either on the water or in the water with yeah. the dean. We're going to be giving, we're going to be picking that. If you're a you're a subscriber to Bashu, you're already part of the newsletter. Uh, get over there, follow the rules. It's it's tagged on our yeah, Facebook page, yep. right? Like uh, it's like the post. Tag two friends in the comments. Sign up for the newsletter, and you're entered in for a chance to win that sweet cash and rod and a trip with the dean and. Yeah. Depending on the time of year, 
cannonball contest in middle <laughs> ditch so it also gives you another chance to watch the video over and yeah. over and over again it's the, it w- that video has better legs than freaking Usain Bolt. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> that thing has not gotten tired yet. It it every time it gets posted somewhere, more people chime in. It's just it's classic, man. It's it, classic. It, it. I had the uh, a social event. My uh, one of my good friends' son, twenty first birthday party was uh, this past Saturday, and a lot of people I know from high school, um, you know, just. Over the years, a lot of people, it was just nonstop laughing at me (laughs) the entire time as the (laughs) laughing with you. (laughs) The 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 video went around the whole house and and then, you know, my wife thankfully pointed out that there's a slow mover version (laughs) of the fall. So then they passed the slow movers and around and uh you know did got, they like put it up on like two. the big screen like hook the hdmi cord up to it so the, <laughs> everybody can have a viewing party watch it at the same time <laughs> they i tell you shout out to my friend chris and christian happy birthday christian again um but chris uh has some great photography got some great shots of the weigh-in with me and jake and shelly uh some awesome. really really cool shots so thank you for that buddy yeah. cool man and uh we had we had a fun time there, but Riz, we got the show up and and do we we got Keith uh, yeah. figured out? Yeah, we got Keith. He's in the waiting room. Um, when we go to our commercial break, there we'll get him all dialed in, ready to talk about some backwater fishing. This is it's going to be an exciting one. You know, it's, it's very uh, cool. It's really it's a really really cool way of how he's yeah. catching them. You know, he's he's catching fish that most people can't get to. So you know, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. Not only how you catch the fish, how you get to them, how you find the spots, you know, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. He's almost won more than one time this year. He almost won the James River. He came did. Came in second at yeah. the James. Doing the same yep. thing. Came so. in second at the James. I think he came in 12th at the Chesapeake. Wow. Um, yep. you know, he, I mean, he's just flat out catching them like everywhere he goes. And and the, the amazing part is that even at Oneida, he's running the same boat at Oneida. Yep. You know, and he, he caught him good there, too. So I, I don't know if there's backwater stuff you can get to at places like that. There is. There I'm is. Sure there's, I'm sure there's stuff you can get to pretty much everywhere. So I'm excited to hear about how he finds this stuff. It's, Sneaky. I it's like going to it. be awesome. Yep, I can't wait. And we've got Scott Carlisle with us. Uh, all, all Off-screen voice uh, audio back there, but I uh, appreciate oh, we got being with us. On him, man. We got oh, we got a camera got on, Scott? Way in the back room. Look at the, there the he main is. view there. Look <laughs> up, guys. Looking sharp in your hummingbird cap. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this 4x4 four four fishing. I'm going to get one of the stickers for the side of the boat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. I do. I can't wait. We, we're, this is the crew, guys. We're What we do is we shut. Bash University is busy. We're operating. We shut down to bring you Bash University live, and everybody gets involved, so. It's a it's a lot of fun. Great to have you with us, Scott, and great to have you guys watching. If you're just tuning in, we've got Keith Poche. We're talking about four wheel drive bassing, getting into places that nobody else can, and he's he's setting the pace on on how to do this. So we're going to be having him on uh, in just a minute. We're going to be talking about his elite qualification and his open win on the Red River. So we're going to be taking a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Keith.
BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Welcome back to Bass University Live, everybody. Um, once again, we're going to have Keith Poche coming on, winner of the Red River Open and uh, qualifier back, uh, uh, re-qualifying for the elites. That's going to be an interesting conversation. Is he going to is he going to stay and compete at the MLF, Ooh. or is he going to come and join the elites? He's got options. He does have options, which are hard to come by nowadays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's hard yeah. to qualify, man. No doubt. Super hard. Yep, and he. Um, he he did. Would he finish uh, third or second in the open standings? I think. Yeah, or we can check it. He might be leading. He had a heck of a year. He had a heck of a year. Yeah, there's you no know. other way to say. It. Yep. Yep. And um, you know that was uh, well, we're gonna be having him on. We'll talk about all that stuff and his win. But we have uh, some some a lot of terrific stuff going on. I just mentioned uh, my biggest problem this at this party I was at this weekend is. The the birthday boy is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Kick him out. I I had I tried to buy Dallas Cowboy apparel, but my card was rejected. <laughs> uh, I just 
They just they saw Dallas pop up and they just just rejected it. But Dallas, I was actually cheering for Dallas last night because they beat the Giants, which puts the Eagles as the sole ownership of first place Ooh. in our division. So, wow, a lot, lot, lot of fun to see that big Eagles fan over here. But uh, we've got the open schedule. Talking about the opens has been announced and they've changed it. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, there's some controversy, some good, some bad. You know, a lot of people talking about a lot of different things, but they've moved, they've renamed the divisions, number one. And it's uh, not North, South, Central. It's Division One, Two, and Three. Yep. And um, and I know it's, there's some in the division that I'm looking at because, you know, I want to compete in the Opens. I'm probably not going to do all nine next year, but I'll, I want to continue to to do one division. I love Kerr Reservoir on the on the list this year. Haven't competed there for a long time. It's a historical fishery. Springtime. Yep. You know, it, mm-hmm. it could just be an amazing uh amazing tournament. Real excited about going there. I have not been there, man, in years, but I can tell you from experience the place has got them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them. I know it had a downturn, but I believe from what I've seen over the last couple of years, it's definitely coming back up big time. Well, they got the bluebacks in there, and yep. it kind of altered the fishery and changed it around a little bit. Uh, the other one is we're going to be uh, Thousand Islands out of Waddington, mm-hmm. uh, which is always going to be awesome in July. Yep. Going to be great. I, I wonder if there's any restrictions on it. Like, can we go to the lake? They're going to pull the lake off limits. Uh, I wonder if what they're going to do there. I, I don't know because – when we used to go out of Waddington, yes, it was off limits except for the one year, the COVID year, we were allowed to because Canada was closed, so they opened it all the way up for us. But oh, okay. it, it's possible. Yeah. I, I almost rather see it closed off. I I personally would rather see it closed off. Yep. You know, just because it's, man, it's like a two-hour commute each it's way. It, it altered. There's so much could go wrong. Yep. Being able to fish, everybody competing in the river, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love that. And the river fishing is just amazing. And it's so interesting with all that current and yep. islands and, you know, largemouth, smallmouth. It's amazing. Coolest place on the planet. It is. It really, truly is just awesome. Yep. Yep. Next one is a shocker because for the – I'm used to fishing Northern Division, and they're, it's sending us south to Watts Bar, mm. uh, which is uh, – man, that's pretty fo- – that's that's Tennessee. That's, that's a, right, that's a ride right by look. Chickamauga. Yeah, 10, you know? 11 hours from here. Yep. But it's you, you don't hear much. Like, Chickamauga has gotten all the attention. And um, Watts Bar kind of flying under the radar, but the you know when we were down there filming with uh, Wesley Strader, he was he was talking about Watts Bars as being the place to go. I, I've heard that, and I heard Watts Bar has gotten grass back. I believe I heard that too, and that's a big deal there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be a good tournament. Yeah, you know sometimes the schedules come out, and I think people have a preconceived notion like ah, it's not that good. But, dude, if you hit any of these places just right, they're going to be good. Yep. You know. However, I think we are hitting it in September. Probably not good. <laughs> but but the good part about that is, though, is like, you know, these guys that are coming into the Opens, and listen, I understand the whole working man's thing with the Opens. Mm-hmm. But when you got nine events, man, you're going to be faced. If you want to fish the Elite Series, you're mm-hmm. going to be faced with a lot of events that are very tough. So a tough event in September, it's only going to mold you better. Trust me on that one. Yep. You know, it's, I agree. Yeah. I, I honestly, I love a tough tournament. We had a tough tournament on the Chesapeake in September, and uh, I think that's your best chance to win. A 100%. 100%. 
you know, a, a bloodbath tournament, it's like you got to have so much luck. And yep. But a tough tournament, if you can just find one or two patterns or a one or two out-of-the-way places, you can get yourself right there. The tough tournaments are who is mentally strong, period, because you're not going to get a lot of bites. Mm-hmm. you got to really slow down a lot of times. Yep. And it just really shows who are the nitty-gritty of fishermen. That's right. It's you likely know. you'll fall in the water at some point. Or fall in. During the event. So you got to be able to overcome those obstacles. Yep. But what, what about – do you do you have the schedule? Uh, I wonder what the the other the others are. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't even looked at – So, real quick. So, Keith Poche in the overalls is leading the points. Overalls. In the overall. Uh, that's for those that have competed in all, all nine. nine events. And in the Northerns, he finished third, which third in the qualified him for the Elite Series. So he's going to double qualify. Possibly. If he fishes the other ones, I guess. Yeah. Well, you there's know. only one left, right? I don't know. So what was that one, Central? He it just was. Fished? Yeah, Central has one more left, I think. Okay, so he has to fish it to qualify for the Classic. you got to fish still three in that division, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's going to get it done. Yep. So well, hey, speaking of speaking of getting it Did done, get <laughs> looks like Riz and Jocelyn got it done uh, because I, I see I see the champ with the big trophy over there, man. And it's Keith Poche, winner of the Red River. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's great. It's been a lot of fun. I've been celebrating. Uh, sorry, we had a lot of technical difficulties. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not the uh, most tech savvy guy here. I'm still having problems here, but um, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get it figured out. Hopefully, we can we can uh, continue to talk about it here in a few minutes. Well, you're you know it, you've gone anti technology kind of to fish the way that you did. And, hey, I'm uh, going off the grid, man. <laughs> off the grid. I, and I want to dive into that, but I, first I got to say you've been celebrating, man. What, what's that Louisiana celebration? We we having a crawfish boils every night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's happening down there? Well, unfortunately, crawfish uh, is not in season right now. So uh, we've been eating a little gumbo, yeah, a, little, a few things like that, but uh, not much crawfish being ate, ate right now. <laughs> and, and, a, and a little bit of adult, adult beverages. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I heard you come through the weighing stage. Uh, you know, there's this boyfriend situation with the uh, with daughter did, did you get this thing figured out i'm on my way home I, I haven't made it home yet i'm at gator tracks right now yes you know I, I, that's why we've been having some technical difficulties with wi-fi and stuff but uh they we out we, they out there building boats they ain't worried about me and wi-fi on, on trying to do an interview but but yeah I, and i'll be home this afternoon and uh i may have to uh hire me a polygraph guy to uh to see what we what this guy's like, I don't know. I got I got to interview everybody. These boyfriends, <laughs> you know, I, I, my hands are full. I got two girls, and it's only going to get worse. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt. That was fun. Uh, you said across stage that while you were in the tournament, you turns out your daughter has a new boyfriend. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah. I, that, yeah, I leave. I leave for a month, and and they come and they come watch me weigh in, and all of a sudden she's got a boyfriend. I'm like, what, what happened? You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I look forward. To you. I think we need to uh, go live on that conversation when you have it with the young man. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But hey, man, you you did this. Uh, you're doing this in a way that is so much fun uh to to watch i i man i was hoping there was going to be coverage on this tournament um but i guess they'll cover the next one on the central open but uh 
Well, it's such a. Well, I, I gave a little coverage. I, I posted a few videos. I mean, you kind of, you know, you kind of, you guys got the third day kind of, you know, preview of what was going on. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of it, but you know, and I showed, I showed the 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 world on how what was going on, how I got in there, and all that good stuff because there was a lot of a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of trash, a lot of people saying this, saying that. But uh, as you can go to my social pe- social media and uh, watch some of those videos on how I was getting it done. So I well I I got to go check that out. Well, well I had heard some stuff going on like there was rocks. Yeah. There there yeah. That, there was that showed up that weren't there the day before. What what happened? Man. You know I guess the water came up at night and kind of you know washed some rocks in on that on me. You know what I'm <laughs> Strong I, current. I, I, I looked at the weather. It didn't show a drop for for a week. So I don't know I don't know where the rocks come from. Uh, but now nah, on a serious note they. I got a couple of names, if you know what I mean. That there was there was some a couple of anglers that seen a couple of anglers taken out of the water Friday night about eleven o'clock. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen. It may get interesting here the next week. Uh, Hank Hank Weldon knows he's got the names. Uh, he, he's contacting authorities. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen. I, I think I think they're a little worried right now. I, I, I think they worried. Whoa. So wow. I heard it was about four guys. So uh, it, it's going to come out eventually. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm not worried about it. I got I, I got this right here. That's the only thing I was worried about. You know what I'm saying? I, I, now it's in Hank Weldon's hands and authorities. So I'm going to let them do what they do. And uh, we'll see what happens. Man, I, I hate that something like that, that happened in, in our sport in a malicious fashion. I guess we'll find out more details on it. But – Man, yeah. credit to you, uh, overcoming. I mean, we talk about overcoming obstacles like you know you get a flat tire or you know yeah. one of your units isn't firing or something. But yeah. you showed up and you've got a rock jetty to navigate now, man. That's that's overcoming the biggest obstacle there is. You know, let me tell you something, man. Yeah, and there's rocks all along the river. You know, there's jetties and different things and. And, and this this hole in this jetty is, has been there for 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 years. I mean, I didn't touch a rock. I mean, you, I, I talked to Caleb Summerall the other night. You know, me and him was talking about it, uh, and he said, "Man, you're right. That cut's been there." I said, "Yeah." I said, "But uh, you know, for uh, for somebody to do that to to go in and 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 put put that out to try to stop me um, is just." I don't even know. They they taking it to a new level. That, that's that's a load that I, I never thought that uh, a, a fisherman would do. And it just makes you think, for someone that that would go that far to do something like that to somebody, what else are they doing? You know, say so they're that that's that's cheating on their part. That that's being malicious. And 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 I, I don't even know if they're supposed to be on the water after they get eliminated. I don't even know if that's legal. I, I don't know. I have to, I had asked Hank about that, but I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to get on on tournament waters once they've been eliminated. And that may be an answer you, you can tell me. I, that's funny. I, I, I never, I never thought about it. Uh, I never yeah. ran into that situation, but you know, rarely, uh, just on rare occasions, have I ever, uh, tried to sabotage another angler. Rare occasions. Going the He's done it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, for, I, for, I mean, who would do that? You know, somebody, yeah. mm. you know, and, and you know, I've heard all kinds of stuff, this and that back and forth. And, uh uh, you know, but when it's all said and done, there were other guys that had little boats there. You know, maybe not as little as mine, but uh, you know, if 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 they want, if if 
if they feel like that 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 I'm I have a huge advantage, they can they can drive down here to Gator Tracks and, and order them a boat, or they can find a, a little boat. But the, the the thing is, is I, I'm not I'm not griping that Greg Greg Hackney had a chance to beat him. I'm not griping that he ran, you know, down to pool three, 120 miles, which I couldn't do. And a, probably a lot of other guys couldn't do because they probably didn't have a boat big enough or fast enough to, to have the time to fish. So am I at a disadvantage that Hackney was able to do what he did? I, I'm not complaining about him. Yep. I'm not complaining that I run 40 miles an hour and they run 70 and they get, you know, more fishing time. Uh, and, and, and let me just, you know, I, I was hearing, uh, you know, Matt Pangrat earlier on with an interview with uh, Bradley Hallman. And I, and I love Bradley. He's, he's a great dude, and I have a lot of respect for him. And I don't think he's too excited that I run that little boat, which is fine. I mean, that's his opinion, and I have my opinions. But the thing is, is, uh, you know, they choose to do that. And, and I'm not doing anything wrong, but they don't understand that it's, it's at a huge disadvantage a lot of times. And I'm running this boat all year. I'm not cherry-picking just because, oh, I'm, I'm just going to fish out of the little boat because – you know, I can get back in this hole. No, I'm fishing every open. You see me at uh, Chesapeake. Yep. I fish. Be- I fish. I made, I made an hour, over an hour run down to Gunpowder. I didn't get back in no little hole. I fished the main cuts just like everybody else. Everybody, there's guys watch me catch fish. So they didn't complain then. Why, why, why didn't they complain about my little boat in that turn? I mean, it's just like they're cherry picking when they want to gripe and, yeah. and complain. And I'm not just talking about Bradley Hallman. I mean, I'm not saying he's griping. I'm just saying, in general, guys are saying stuff, but uh, it's a strategy that I use. I'm using tools yeah. just like they spend $20,000 on electronics. I don't even have a front depth finder. I have a Garmin 9-inch on my console so I can see how to remember how to get back in a place, how to run back. Just, you know, my transducer don't even work. Half the time it's flipped <laughs> up on the back and it's showing 2,000 foot. So <laughs> I don't even fishing real deep. around. So, I mean... But, but guys don't understand that, um, you know, this, this is a style of fishing yeah. and they have their style and I have mine. And, and then they say, well, you know, well, he shouldn't be able to run that little boat because it's unfair. Even when he, you know, when he can get back, well, what are you, what are you saying to the guy that, that, that don't have a lot of money that can go out and spend 70, $80,000 to buy, buy a boat, the big boat, you know, I'm, I'm creating, I'm giving your average guy the confidence to go out and not, not making a statement. I'm making a statement that anybody in, in any boat, as long as this tournament legal, they can go out and they compete can compete. So I think it would be a bad move if BASS was to change the rules and say, no, you got to run a blah, 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 or you at 150 minimum and all that. I, I think that would be a bad move for them because they would, they would upset a lot of people because that would limit, you know, someone, some, some young angler, couple young anglers that has a you know what a, a 115 on a on a 17 and a half 18 foot fiberglass he can't run that boat he it forces him to go 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 buy a boat that that he can't afford because you know you guys know how expensive this sport is i mean it's it, you know from fuel and and baits and hotels and the whole thing it's it's just a which it, it's so tough already and then, and then to force a guy to have to do that and but hey, it is what it is. If they change the rule, they change the rule. I, I have no control yeah. about it. I'm just utilizing what I can right now to my advantage, yep. and that's yep. just an angle I choose to do. And and that's and like I said, there was other little boats in this tournament, not as little as mine, but there was yeah. boat. They call them jump boats. I mean, South Louisiana guy call them jump boats. So 
you, you I, even if they change the rule, I can still have a boat built. I mean, I could. Those big boats could have got those bigger aluminum boats could have got where I was going. That's what they don't understand. Like they're 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 griping about something that I'll still be able to get around even if they change the rule. Like they're still not going to stop. I hope. I mean, I, I hope they don't. But even if they do, they, they're still not going to eliminate what I'm that what I'm trying to achieve. Sure, and you you, you can see, see so, yeah, you can see John Cox doing it with a bigger boat. He does it a absolutely. lot, absolutely. You know, and that, that 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 boat he's got it's wider, but it floats so shallow, mm-hmm. so shallow. He goes where where fiberglass boats can't go. So is he wrong? And and and, and Bradley made a comment about that. He said, "Well, you know, the boats like John Cox, blah 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 blah." Well, no, it's still different. Those yeah. boats going places that your fiberglass can't go, Bradley. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, well, if, we, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk. Let's be serious about well, it. Let's, let, go, let's see. Let's, let's be, be serious. Let, either. And I've seen. Either I've gonna, seen. Either we're going to. I've seen Ike. I've seen Ike take his fiberglass <laughs> boat exactly where you take your boat. So you can t- you can do yeah. that too if you want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. it's a great debate. You know, but but you're operating within the rules. So you know right. that debate's mm-hmm. down the road. Gone. Right. That's yeah. down the road. What we're going to do next year, Bob? You operated within the rules and uh, yeah. overcame a, a tremendous amount of obstacles to get this W and yeah. be leading the uh, anger of the year points in the opens right now, as well as already got a qualification uh, out of the yeah. Northern division. You are on fire, Keith. Man, look, and, and I've done it all in that little boat. Like I yep. said, I mean, they can, they can gripe, complain, but th- there's only been two tournaments where I've gotten back in somewhere and it, and it worked out. And it, but I've gotten back in places like at the uh, Ross Barnett, I went back in some stuff and it didn't work out. I, I, I stuck it up the first day and then fished the main lake with everybody else and survived the tournament. Right. So it's like they don't respect like what I'm doing. Like I mean, if, if somebody else was doing that and, and going through what I'm doing, working like I'm working, man, I'd be like, man, that dude is, man, that dude's, I, I, he's working his butt off, man. That's awesome what he's doing. I mean, because I'm I'm at such a disadvantage across the board. You know what I'm saying? Across the whole season, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it's just this has been going I, I wish on. They, I wish they would give me some tangible evidence on why it's not. I, I still haven't heard a legitimate argument on why what I'm doing is wrong. They, would, they, they still haven't proven that to me. So, um, I don't know. It, I don't know, Keith. I, I'm not arguing, and I, I yeah, have. No, I mean, I know there's probably you're always going to get the negative. You're always going to you're always going to get that 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 component of it. But I can tell you this. The, the two of the guys on this uh, in the table here, we we made a living in our part of the country doing that, yeah. getting yeah. getting in places. Um, you've got a great boat right oh, yeah. now that you've spent countless hours uh, rigging so it's light enough to be able to do what you know we need to do in the lakes to get in where we need to get. Exactly. Listen, if you're if you're following the rules. I know one thing. If they're talking about you, that means you're doing something right, and that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that's all there is to so it. I just post. I just post. <clears throat> I just post a picture on Instagram, and uh, it uh, a, a, another angler sent this to me yesterday. It was it's a saying, and um, and it's an angler that I, I'm friends with. And I got a lot of respect for, and he's a good dude, good Christian guy. And uh, he the, the 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 message he sent me is a picture. And you go to my Instagram and see it. It says, uh, winners focus on winning, losers focus on winners. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. so true. You know, it's like, you know, th- these guys, if, if they would just stop and just, you know, just stop. Work- I mean, 
when it's your time, it's coming, guys. Just keep, just keep, keep focused, man. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Let, I mean, focus on you. You know what I'm saying? Find you. Keep, have confidence in yourself. It's like that. You know, you you have to keep the eye on the ball, man. You have to stay focused. And and they're letting themselves fall in this. You know, oh, I'm I'm mad because this and that. Now, dude, hey, get over it, bro. It's over with. Focus on the next tournament. Go go win the next. One. Yep. Go hey, work we- harder. Go work harder than me. That's going to be hard for you to do, but go work harder than me. You're, you understand? You're, because I, I work my butt I, off. I agree. And, you know, you're not the first. I mean, you're not You're not even close to the first guy to begin to operate like this. And I, I, exactly. I'm, mad, I'm mad exactly. at myself because I can't remember his name, but the Beer Nuts pro from, uh, you know, 20 years ago from Mississippi uh, was the was the first guy that, we, that I saw do it. He was bringing an aluminum boat. A prop-driven boat, and he was purposefully uh, bringing that boat with uh, intent to get into the backwaters uh, and and to be able to fish fish that were unfettered, and and did it well. Won won some really really big tournaments doing it. Also got his teeth kicked in, like you just yeah. said, trying to survive because you know the backwater scenario didn't work. But uh, but let's let's dive in a little bit, man. What what are you doing? I I saw stuff where. Like you used a drone to help you find some of these waters, and how? What, what is your process like? Are you are you like just obsessed with Google Earth? Uh, how how are you targeting yeah. all these things, all these places? Yeah, man, I, Pete, it, it's it's a deal. It's a lot of research, you know. And yeah. a lot of guys do research. They look at maps, and mm-hmm. you know, they they get on their depth finders and they find these, you know, whatever that you know, guys research a lake to find fish offshore or whatever. Yeah, that, that's their that's their deal. My deal is I'm on Google Earth. I got the Google Earth Pro on my laptop. I'm, I, you can go back in history. You can see how if, if this pond has had water in it for for a long period of time. So you, you can you can see the history of where I'm trying to go. And then when I show up, and this is all legal during you know before the official practice, you know, I fly a drone. Yeah, I don't always fly a drone because a lot of times I just slip right in there in my, in my little gator track. So, but when I can't, when it's when it's something that I can't physically get into real easy i'll just throw my drone up right quick fly over it look at it as long as it ain't in a no fly zone of course and sometimes i have to deal with that i have to you know this i can't fly it i have to just actually go in but but yeah when i can fly the drone that's a huge advantage a tool that uh that you can use to to really look at the water real time right now you lower it down really zoom in and it, I mean, it's cool as heck, man. I mean, I'm not look. I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing. I can just barely get the thing off the boat and fly and get landed. I mean, I don't even I don't even know what I'm doing. It's a wonder I ain't crashed it yet. <laughs> that is a wonder because we're always crashing ours when we're trying to film. And uh, but but like, here's some things that uh, that concern me. Like I I try to do this in my boat all the time, but I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I see the water back there, but mm-hmm. I've got mud flats that seem to go on for miles run it rocks and you know how i mean how do you decide okay we're going for this one or or and 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 there's got to be times when you tried to get into places and and had and got stuck man i mean uh how do you decide when to go for it or when you just can't make it yeah i mean but see you know the the thing about it is 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 you know when I, when I show up at a place, especially, you know, this strictly before the official practice, you know, just to get in a place, you know, just to see if there's fish, I do whatever it takes. 
if you watch my off the grid uh, videos, you go to my YouTube, Keith Poche YouTube, you can see my off the grid stuff. The kind of stuff I do to get in these places, whether it's running through a sketchy place, sawing logs, uh, getting out of the boat, pushing, winching. You know, this gator, the gator tracks I got has a winch built in the front of the boat. So all I have to do is release a little thing, pull it out, hook it around a tree, winch on in. And that's, that's just awesome. that's just pre-practice. That's looking around until just getting in there. And then I figure out, okay, how can I get in here? Do I run this little stretch? Do I push pole here? Do I pull right. here? What do I got to do without getting out of the boat to gain access to get in here legally and get out? I can push out. I can do whatever I can to get out. It's just a fact getting in without getting out of the boat. And most of the time, it's it's a deal because this boat floats so shallow. It floats five inches of water. Plus, if it's real soft mud, you can you can about push it over inches. You know, just nothing. And so, I mean, I get in these places really easy. I mean, it's it's, it's easier than these guys think. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a trial and error kind of deal. You just got some some. I hit a lot of dead ends. I go in there and ain't, ain't nothing. It's a mud hole. I won't catch nothing out of there. Right. So and I I go to the next one. So it's a it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of prep man a lot of a lot of looking around and you know I, but but i can kind of i get a sense i've seen enough of them now that i can look right. at one and be like man they got they got some fish in there you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. You, you just it's, it's just like anything else man i've learned over the years what which one uh is going to produce or not but a lot of them don't yep tell me about the boat this is a gator tracks is it um is it a tunnel hole is um you know just t- tell me what allows this boat to to you know get in such shallow water okay yeah and that's a good question and, and i'm gonna I'm bring bradley up um uh, bradley Hallman up again because i just had seen him early on a, another show and uh interview and and i want to correct him on things like i said i like brad i love his dad he's good dude but you know, for one, he said I was—I had a Triton, which I'm not with Triton. I got a bigger—I run a bigger aluminum boat on the Bass Pro Tour. It's called a Strike Series. It's 20 foot with a 250. Um, and also, he said that uh, my—I got a low water pickup on my little boat, which I—I don't—it's not on there right now. I, I only run a low water pickup when I know when I'm running like see when, through rocks or something like that. I got to jack it up real high. That low water pickup was not on my boat, and I don't run it on that. And, and, and what's bad about the low water pickup is it picks up a lot of trash. If I'm running through mud, it will clog up so fast, like you can't you you can't do nothing. It so it's a, it's a clean water rock deal. Like that's it. Like that's the only time I use this low water pickup. So I just want to correct him on that because I know he he mentioned that. And he said he, he he made it public. That's what I had, and I I did not have that on there at the Red River. And, and most tournaments, I don't have it on there. Is that illegal? That said, is that illegal to have I, in bass tournaments? Is it illegal to have a low water no, pickup? No, it's not. No, the the only thing that that BASS specifies on on a boat or a couple of things is is you can't modify the the, the hull of the boat. Uh, the boat I run is a flat bottom, sixteen fifty. Right, the sixteen fifty. That's just the name of it. It's a GT sixteen fifty. That's the deck size. The actual length of the boat is 18 foot. It's a little over 18 right. foot. Okay. It's got a 90 horse mercury on it. It's actually rated for a 115. So bass rules is you cannot modify the hole. It cannot be a tunnel hole, and you cannot run a jet foot. So, yeah, anything that I do as far as the motor, the lower pickup, whatever, is totally legal. You just, as long as you can't modify the hole, 
or run a jet foot is totally legal. Gotcha. Well, the, yeah. now the the boat is long and narrow. It, it drafts. I imagine it doesn't draft very much water at all at rest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it flows extremely shallow. I mean the guys at Gator Tracks, they they got they, they got this, these boats figured out. I mean you ought to see the way they manufacture them. They're so stout, and and for them to float so shallow, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean I, I encourage everybody to go on their website and, and look at them because they got all kinds of stuff, man. It's 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 cool to see. I, but then, most of these boats are built for duck hunting, and you know hmm. they you know last ten years or so they got into bass fishing. They're building some you know the bigger bass boats, so uh, they just they got a lot of good stuff, man. I, I I guarantee you a lot of people are, are going to go check it out because a lot of people love to fish like this. But you said it's rated for a 115. You opted for a 90 horse. Is that just for weight purposes? Well, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know I could put a 115 on it. I just had two. <laughs> I, my last little boat uh, that I won at the, the Seminole out of, uh, my last little off-the-grid boat, I, I was fishing. I fished all the opens out of that. Uh, it was just rated for a 90. It's, it's like – set it's like right at 18 foot so anyway the, the the sticker on it says says 90 so that's the only thing i could put on it well their boats i just i just ordered a 94 i just didn't think about it. i just figured that's all i could put on there but i got protested at the james river when i was leaving there so hank had to measure my boat we had to call gator tracks and get the specs and all that and, and kent saxon the guy at gator tracks he said he said, dude, I don't know what they're what they're trying to say. This boat's rated for a 115. You're underpowered. I'm like, really? And I've been running this 90 the whole time. Why didn't you say something? Well, what about what about weight? Like, how important is that to you? Are are you all lithium batteries? Are are you yes. Yes. You, Lithium pros. You know, th those guys are awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to do a deal with them. They actually took care of me this year a little bit. Uh, you know, Lithium pros is, has got the best lithium battery out there. Light. I run the 136 up front. Plus I got my cranking battery up front just to counteract a little bit of that weight. Right. Uh, just so it'll, it'll run more level. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't carry much stuff, man. I, I, I don't, I, I got, I got one box of plastics. Like people, my clients are looking because I put their 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 tackle. They got more tackle. They bring more tackle than I do. I put their tackle <laughs> up with my tackle, and it's I don't need a whole lot of stuff, man. Because I just I got confidence in certain a few baits, the Berkeley Pit Boss, and uh, you know Slobber Knocker, Vibrate Jig, new bait they come out with. It's real awesome. So I just I keep it simple, fishing shallow, and I just don't need. I got like five rocks. That's awesome. The, George Cochran's famous for for winning the classic out of a Walmart bag huh. of tackle. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It don't it don't take that much. But uh, but and your 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 simplistic fishing, like you said, sonar. You, you forward facing sonar is not a factor for you. No, no. I, you know, I, I mean, I just I, I like it. I use it on the Bass Pro Tour, my big boat, my big Gator Track Strike Series. But um, yeah. I've, I'll just knock the thing off if I put it on this boat because I'm fishing <laughs> so shallow. Yeah, it, it would benefit because you can see, you know, stumps and stuff like that right underneath the water that you can't see visually. That would probably help me, but I just don't see the the, the necessity of, of putting it on that boat because it, most of the time I'm not going to utilize it. Sure. Well, 
That's uh, what. What are some other tips? You're getting up there in the shallows. Yep. Uh, this is see that this is interesting because I, I Ike I think was talking about the James River and he 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 felt like uh, you and him were were sharing water and uh, that it kind of kept kept you guys both from winning. But you you can't you can't sustain fishing pressure in some of these backwaters. It, I mean, part of this recipe is you got to be in there by yourself. Yeah, well, I, I, my phone was wanting to die here. I'm trying to plug it up, but yeah, um, he he thought he we were fishing, sharing water. But I, I seen Ike the second day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going back back up in this ditch and crossing a beaver down, and it, and, it, and it got real real narrow. And I was going through this little deal, and it was a shallow flat, and I had to run through this flat and then push pole, and then I got in this pond. Well, I couldn't get that far. I was coming out the second day, and I and I said, "Dang, that's a boat right there." You can only get in there with a big boat on high tide, and he he was in there, but I, I didn't know he fit. He might have fished the first day, but he was just fishing the ditch going in. I was fishing the pond. I never, I didn't, even, I didn't even make a cast in the ditch. I was like, I was just trying to get the pond where the big ones were. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, he uh, he was in that ditch, and and he 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 seen me, I guess. So I tried to hide, but he, I think he seen me. Yeah. <laughs> Are, are, but it, but the boy, the the question is, are you running into other guys? Like there, you can't be the only guy out there doing this. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's other, like I said, at the river, there was some some jump boats. You know, some, them, some guys yeah. got some aluminum boats. They're narrow and mm-hmm. they got like two hundreds on there. I think they may be. I don't even know how big they are. Like 18, 19 foot. I don't. I don't want to say anything wrong. I mean, they they can. I, I don't know how big they are, but they look small. And I think guys try that. I mean, they do. Uh, I, I just don't know if they take it as far as I go with it because they don't understand that they. Let me tell you something, man. I've been doing this for many years, and I've learned over the years. And I, what I can and can't do, what what my boat will and won't go through. Like, you know, there's things I just can't get in. There's a there's a cut way up the river uh, on on the red and on the left up there, and I tried my darndest to get in there. But it was just too shallow and it was too long and too, there was just no way. Like I don't care what kind of boat you you couldn't get a kayak in that. So at some point there's places I can't go. I mean, I don't care what I do. So I mean it's not like I'm I'm unlimited on air, on places. I mean it has to have a little water, like or some kind of depth at, at some point to be able to run or or get over to get to a certain point and push pole. Like it, it's it, it, guys just don't understand. But I don't think they take it as serious as I do. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they, they dabble with it a little bit. You know, John Cox is probably the only other guy that I, that I know that would go to the extreme of what I do. Cause I've seen some of his stuff in places and how he's won some tournaments, you know, taking his boat through the woods and, you know, and back in a pond he found when the water was up or something like that. I mean, I, I mean, you know, could, could you have gotten a, a, a fiberglass where he went? I, I don't know. But I mean, I mean, nobody said anything about him. And but, but I respect that guy. I look up to that guy. I think he's awesome. I think he's an innovator. I think he's cool. I think it's cool that he did something different to win a tournament or, or went out, you know, outside the box. Like that's awesome. Not doing the normal. I mean, who cares about a guy? Oh, I found him. Da 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 on the point. Da, da, da. I mean, no, this guy, man, he worked his butt off and went back in here and he moved some, you know, went through some trees and this and that. He, he took a chance. I mean, he could have got stuck or hit something, broke down. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong when you're doing this that you, you're taking a gamble. And and 
you know, and the fish don't bite, you, you're, you're, you're done. I mean, I mean, it's just, you lose a couple and there's not many in there. Like you have to manage them. There's just a lot of factors that play in this strategy that guys just don't realize that that are going on. And they think it's just so easy. Oh, yeah, keep posting. I got it. Da, 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 da. No, man. No, it ain't, it ain't like that. No. Keith, what's your process like once you get back into these places as far as figuring out what these fish are going to bite the best? Because it seems like, you know, it's like it's such an ordeal to get back into these backwaters that once you get there, it's like you don't have a ton of time to cycle through 25 different baits, 25 different patterns. You got to get in there and establish a way to get bites quickly. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very simple, really, as far as that goes. I mean, typically these fish ain't how you know pressured so they're they're, they're going to bite fairly easy and then, you know it's typically a you know a frog if it's if it's uh summer i like i like throwing the top water but you know flipping you know three inch berkeley pit boss is is probably one of my favorites just because it's so guaranteed it's a one hook deal i mean it's you know it's, it looks real natural and, and you just go in there and you slowly pick it apart some of those lay downs scatter grass it, it just depends on what the place has to offer you know, a lot of times I'm throwing a humbinger spinner bait or, you know, that's that slobber knocker. I mean, there, there's just a, a, a handful of that stuff that I throw frog spinner bait, you know, vibrate jig, you know, uh, pit boss. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the deal. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't really want to venture out of that. I mean, it's, it's and it's, no, it's normally one or two of those. It's not, you know, throwing all of them at once. And, you know, a little bit earlier, I have to slow down if it's cooler, but, uh, you, you know, every once in a while, I, I may catch some on a crankbait. Like James, I caught a big one on a crankbait because where I was fishing had a lot of rock humps out in the middle and stuff. And I was throwing uh, a little Berkey crankbait and I caught a six pounder or something on it. And uh, that was a huge deal that day. But typically, it's, it's you know, a couple of those baits, core baits that I, that I always have tied on that uh, that's going to typically get the job done. Right. It seems like you throw that pit boss a ton. Like it, it's just like a super confidence tool for you. Why is that bait is. so special? Like what makes that bait so, so effective for just getting bites from whether you're on the Red River, whether you're on the Chesapeake, whether you're fishing smallmouth on Champlain, because Brian told me about that ordeal, catching smallies off beds on a pit boss. What yeah, is yeah. that? <laughs> what is so special about that bait? And are there things you do with that bait to make it versatile rather than just straight pitching it to a log and winding it back in, pitching to a log? Like, do you do different stuff with that or? Yeah, I, I put it on the back of a slobber, slobber knocker sometimes too, uh, as a trailer, but typically it's just straightforward, man. I'm just pitching it like, you know, three eighths, half ounce weight. Um, I, I think cause it, you know, of course it's got the power bait scent, which I think is a huge deal. You know, we talk about scent. Everybody talks about scent. I wish they would make it in the, the, the max scent, but they haven't, uh, done it yet. But the, the power bait, I think scent is, is a, is a, especially in fishing high pressure places, but overall you, you watch any of my videos, any, anytime I fish, you can look back in history. I, I catch a lot of fish on this bait. Cause I, I think, uh, it just has a lot of action. Uh, I was, I was at a, uh, writers conference earlier this year and um what's his name uh, uh anyway another elite guy he was up there and i was showing the pit balls he sponsored about pure fishing as well berkeley and he he's like man i don't throw that thing that much and he looked at it in the water and said wow that thing's got a lot of action way those let two outside legs kick and uh i think it, it imitates a crawfish brim kind of cross like it right. just it's just a perfect fit whether the fish are eating crawfish or brim 
they, they're gonna they're gonna eat it and whether it's green pumpkin or black or blue i keep it real simple uh depending on the watercolor but yeah man it, it's just it's just an awesome day bro and I, and I got a lot of confidence confidence in it and, and and that's what it's all about you know having confidence in what you're doing man you just you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of success so are you fishing that, that thing that's pegged, all pegged or unpegged Pegged, always pegged. I, always. I, I hate an unpegged way. That sucker wraps around limbs and this and that. And some people say it's unpegged, blah, blah. I don't throw nothing unless it's pegged. Right. I don't care if I'm throwing a big worm out deep. It's pegged. I just hate that word, that weight separate from the bait. That's just me personally. But some guys have different opinions about that, but that, that's just me. So do you, you typically, you reach for the, the, the soft plastic, the, um, the pit boss before you're reaching for a jig? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that because you think Absolutely. it gets I, I th- more I just bites think or bigger I, bites? Mainly, I, I mainly throw the three inch. It's a perfect size. It's, it's you know I throw the four inch sometimes in certain places, but the three inch. It's just man, it's it's so slick and and it's almost like a finessey kind of deal, but it's big enough to have presence to get big bites too. You know? so it, it's just a perfect size that skips well. You can skip that thing underneath the laydowns and it goes through little tight spots and, you know, like, you know, little holes in grass and stuff like that. So that that's a big deal. Having that bait fall real soft down in there, that natural look, man, it just makes all the difference work because, we, you know, especially, when, you know, if I'm fishing main lake stuff, it's high pressure places that having that subtle, you know, it fall or whatever, that, that little bit of difference, is the difference a lot of times in getting a bite or not so that right. i've just kind of dialed in, that in and i've ran with it and it's been working what hook what hook do you use on that i, I like the fusion 19 uh heavy duty hook I what's mean, four what, alt typically four, okay yeah four all three or four alt i, I don't go any bigger uh, it, it's just the, the smaller bait you know, the bigger hook just too big and you just don't need a bigger hook but that, that's a good strong hook uh, I don't lose them. Like it just, I mean, it's just, it's just automatic, man. I'm not a big treble hook guy. I, right. I, I, I've lost so many fish on treble hooks, man. It's just, I try not to catch fish on treble hooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the pit boss is a killer and maybe, uh-huh. maybe it'll come out in Maxent real soon. And, and Jocelyn, I want to throw it to you. Cause I know we've got a lot of people watching on Bash University and, uh, they've got some questions for Keith. Oh, hold on, Joss. Sorry, Joss, you're on. <laughs> um, Russ would like to know, what made you think that there was enough fish in that area to last you three days? Great question. I didn't know, and and I, I don't think I had enough fish, honestly. And, and and like I was saying, I don't know if I said it to you guys or, or someone else, but I caught my two biggest fish on the, in, in, the, in the main river. But no matter where I go, any time I, I fish these, I always catch, always catch what I think you know the, the the going weight is you know what i'm saying if, if it's 20 pounds i'm gonna try to get to 20 pounds before i'm gonna leave mm. and I, I didn't have much weight the first day I, I caught a limit on the outside of the river the first day and i caught one over three pounds and it, it worked out and then i went again the second day and I, I left again i said man i hate to leave but i i just can't i can't i don't even know what's in here i went out and caught another big one so um when it's meant to be you and I've learned you just, just you, you just can't make any mistakes. When it's meant to be, you're gonna you're gonna get the bites when you need it. And, and I didn't even practice in the main river. And I went out there, and I, and I had a guy watch me catch him. And he he come over and said, "Man, you calling?" I said, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> but he didn't he didn't have a fish, but I caught that big fish. I'm like, 
unbelievable. It's, yes, I was so happy. But if I don't catch those two fish in the river the, the, the first two days, yeah, I don't win the I don't win the tournament, man. That's yeah. how close. Yeah. That's how close it is, and you just you just never know. How about how about culling? Like, did you allow yourself to cull in that backwater, or did you? I didn't cull much. I didn't cull much. No, because I didn't know what's in there. Because I don't want to. I don't want to burn a, mm-hmm. a a pound and three quarter for a pound and you know just you know just I don't want I didn't want to burn one to, for just a couple ounces more. Right. Because just just hearing what guys were saying, I'm like, man, it's so tough. And yep. if I can just get to a certain, you know, 12 pounds, 11 or 12 pounds, man, I may have a shot at this. And I'm just like licking my chops. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got something special here. You know what I'm saying? I was so excited. I could not wait to start because the bites I had in there and I shook off and I, and I, I looked at a couple. You know, I didn't I didn't catch, you know, that many, but, you know, in practice, but I, I wanted to see and I was like, man, there's a couple of chunks in here. I'm making make this work, and uh, you, you just never know. I mean, they may it may be five pounders in there, but I didn't I didn't see a five pounder. But you know, it's hot. You know, big fish probably ain't biting. There wasn't many big fish caught throughout the river, so the big fish just weren't biting that week. Uh, but they may be in there. I just I, I never got that bite. So day three, you're in there. You you overcome the rocks, <laughs> you're in. Yeah. Uh, how did that go? Did did you? Why? Well, because I was watching bass tracks and it looked like you weren't really catching them that fast. Because you had like three fish for four pounds for a long time. Uh, it looked like it was pretty tough back in there day three. Yeah, yeah. There was that I did not catch many, and uh, you know I didn't get started till about nine o'clock anyway because after the you know the situation that I was up against, I you know I had to. I had to overcome, and you know, I, I, I'll be honest with y'all. I'll tell y'all, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't shy. I mean, you know, it, it took me a while to start fishing, dude. I broke down. I cried like a baby because I was mm-hmm. so upset. I was on the phone with Hank, crying my eyes out. I said, dude, I can't believe that they would do this, and it, it was, it was just an emotional morning for me. And I, I don't even know what to say, man. But it, it took me a while to get my composure back. It took me a while to. to to just sit down, you know, to, and, and relax a minute. And, and I was ready to, I was ready to go back to the ramp, put it on the trailer. I was so upset, but right. I said, you know what? I'm not going to let those guys win because that's, they going to win if I do that. But I, right. I, I, I pushed through it, man. And I just, I just, like I, I would catch a fish and I'd sit down and I'd, I'd be shaking. I mean, I'm just, I'll sit down. I, I, I drink some water. I told my, my Marshall guys, and now I, I just got to take I was, I was I was still emotional and I still I had to sit down and 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 breathe because I'm like yeah okay four you know I've caught the first four more you know what I'm saying yeah. and three and three more and two more and one more and boom oh, I caught that last one the last one was the biggest one it was like two yeah. and three quarters or whatever <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh and I and I just I was dude I was like hey, I can't believe this. Get that and, fifth you know, one ready to run I, through a wall. I swear to God, I never and I, I swear to God, as I'm sitting here sitting next to this trophy trophy at this office and Gator Tracks, I never got another bite. I no fished for kidding. two more hours and never got another bite after that big one. Wow, <clears throat> it was meant to be. to be. And you you overcame. Yeah. I mean, you overcame a monster obstacle, and you got to feel good about that. And it's it's amazing to hear you recount this story. And I know. I know how frustrating that that must have been for you uh, to overcome that, 
Now, yeah. but I'm worried for you. Like you're telling me this story, I got a limit. I just caught a two and a half pounder. I got to get out of here now. Yeah. Like I left early. I left. But, I left at one thirty. Where you were? I, I don't. I don't know if they were out there putting rocks back. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh I, man. I <laughs> that's that's for I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's the kind of crap that would go through my mind too. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably yeah. now they're probably stacking yeah. logs and rocks. So yeah. I gotta have to overcome that, you know. I mean, I may, yeah, they may have a, a mountain of stuff out there. I, I don't know, but I, yeah, I got on out of there. I got back to the ramp. I went and fished. I said maybe I'll catch another big one because I knew I didn't have what I've had the previous days. And yeah. I said let, let me get out. Let me do what I had, did the previous days because I, you know, Hackney had thirteen, half fourteen. I mean, whatever. He, I, I'm thinking he's gonna catch them. Yep. And I and I know if he caught them like he caught them the first day, I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, okay. The first two days, I called about what I got, and I went out and I caught a big one in the river. So, let me do what I did the first two days: get out of here, feel comfortable. I'm not hung in here, hung up, and you know can't get back. Let me go fish the river, and hopefully get that big bite again to get that 13 pounds again. But I never got that bite. Right. But you didn't. Need you know, it. so it, it it just, dude, it just worked out, man. Yep. It just, it, that's all I could say. It you, just worked out. It, it, now, any other, any other time of the year, I, I don't win that tournament. I mean, the, the, the rivers just fish is so tough that, you know, I felt like that this place, you know, it, it just had enough in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody catches a couple of good fish any day, it's over with because there are big fish on the river. Seat. I mean, the, the, it just was just so hot and so tough, man. The fish weren't biting and uh you know guys say well you know he's going back in there you know we didn't get pressure well you know what yeah you're right and that's and that's that's now tell me pete every tournament one every tournament that a guy uh, finds a spot he finds a spot that nobody else knows about right if he don't find that spot then he don't win the tournament am am i right or am i wrong it it happens that way a lot of times right so What's the difference them finding a spot in the main lake versus me finding? A, I mean, he still you still find a fish that ain't ain't nobody else knows about. Yeah. I mean, they're not thinking through what you're saying. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a different uh, angle, but I'm still finding fish just like still, a guy's finding fish up in, you know, in open. Well, just like Hack ran 120 miles or wherever he did to, to, to catch away. his fish. I mean, yeah. I'm at a disadvantage. On, I can't do what he did. What he did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, no, nah, you're you're right. He, like, he chose he chose to do that. And those, those to like the, and it's funny because you left the Chesapeake, which was really tough fishery, and it looks like it oh, got man. even tougher at the red, yeah. <laughs> you know. So hey, uh, dude, hey, dude, man, that was so funny. I watched you fall off that boat. <laughs> <laughs> First time I heard that one. <laughs> Waiting for that to come up. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, that was classic. Yeah, you, you <laughs> see, you had people stacking up rocks on you. I had somebody with a file on my uh, on my cord. <laughs> You know, <laughs> we, I had some, sa- there must've been some sabotage, but no, it's, yeah, yeah, that's great. That, but that, that was, you know, but there, you know, finding the spot I had to run past 20 cause I know that place really well. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I had 20 places I wanted to fish. If I was lucky, I could only fish one or two of them by myself, you know, yeah, because yeah, that's, right. that, that's what it takes. You got to find that but, little, uh, but little something. I, I should have made it. I should have. Been, been in contention to win that term i, I fished gunpowder mm-hmm. and i fished them creeks and canals and stuff just like everybody else was fishing i just i just I, you know i you know I, oh, I lost this you know i lost two good ones i man i mean a full pound i tried to boat flip like oh. an idiot 
Oh. And but but I, I, if I catch those two fish, I'm fishing the final day, and I I, I have a shot of winning this thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, nobody complained about me then. Nobody said, "Oh, Keith, you're not you dang, I, I can't." You you ran an hour and a half and you know two footers and got your teeth beat in. I you know I'm gonna protest you. No, nobody said that. No, uh, uh-uh, no. No. Why, is that what it took an hour? It, t- it took you an hour and a half to get down there. It's about forty mile boat ride. Yeah, exactly. What were yeah. they? Where they at then? What were they at? Yeah. I don't hear. I don't hear a peep. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Keith, what? did you did you try going like way way off the grid on in anything in prep for that? I did. Chesapeake I tournament? did, man. I went so I went. There's a creek in uh, Baltimore, and there's some ponds way back in that creek, and I went way back, dude. I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I looked at all that, man. Right. I looked at all that, and uh, but if 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 I could have hit the tide, and I didn't realize the tide was gonna be that high first two days of tournament. I probably could have gotten in some of them ponds, but I, but when I went like in practice, you know, I rode back there and, and, and walked down that ditch and looked at it. And it was like, man, that's too, that's too low. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, it took all I could to get to the pond. And, uh, but it, I feel like if, if I would have went down there the first day, I probably, I don't even know if I didn't fish it. I mean, I just, I went and looked at it, but Keith, it would have, it would have taken you, it would have, it would have taken you three and a half hours to get to Baltimore. You think? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know, Come man. on, I just, man. You, I looked at every you, little pond. You, you might as well targeted Washington, hey, D.C., hey, listen man. Listen, you're going to like this one. I'm going to say this on air, and I don't care because I, I'm tired. I'm tired of all the crybabies. I'm going to say this, too. So me and, me and a buddy, my, my name, his name's Nolan Gaskin. He's going to appreciate it. I called him out. Hey, buddy, good old dude, man. I love him to death. He's, man, he, we're just tight. Anyway, he's been up north, you know, he was fishing that Toyota up there. He'd come down and fish with me, like, because I got there a few days, you know, before the cutoff and stuff. And we, there was a pond I could get in on high tide. It was like on the opposite side of the river. Like, you're going down rivers on the, uh, the uh, left hand side. And it had a little bridge that went across the cut going in. Dude, we took, let me tell you what we did. And we was just going in and just have fun to look at. It. I never done this before. I took three bolts out of my motor and we turned my motor sideways because I <laughs> because my motor was too tall to get underneath that bridge dude we man we about, I about swamped my motor like I, I was like man that's a bad idea we got in there I caught one snakehead I caught one snakehead and then a guy come down oh man this is private order I said oh man we didn't know and uh we got out of there I had to turn my motor back side oh dude I, don't ever try that dude don't ever try that <laughs> That was terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah, man, that's I, just I, what I, I do. I, I do crazy stuff like yeah. that to, to just to go look and see if I can get in there. You know what I'm saying? And see yeah. if there's fish in there because who knows? I may can figure out how to turn my motor or something, you know, legally, and and get in there. Yeah, I think that's just that's just an example of what I do. You know what I, mean? I think uh, on the very first page of your. Uh, you know, your motor booklet, it says how to void your warranty. <laughs> Take three bolts off your motor <laughs> and turn it sideways. <laughs> but, but what I did, let me tell you what I did. So I, I, I undid my winch up front, and I pulled my winch around underneath the boat and back. I figured that after we about, it about fell upside down in the water. So I took my winch, and I, and I pulled it underneath the boat, and then I hooked to the, to the jack plate, and I held it with the winch. So... Coming out was a lot easier than going in. So, <laughs> dude, this is so, like so. Th- th- this this the process to find these places to me. It sounds like on like when you get dropped off on like a Saturday morning and they're just like, just go fish all day. Like we'll we'll yeah. pick you up at dark. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just this keep going like, further like, back, further back, yeah. further back. You know what I mean? This is so extreme. It's almost like that naked and afraid. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I'm naked and afraid out there sometimes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're exhausted. I remember doing this as a kid. Like, yeah. I, I would go to Mananico Ponds, dropped off, and, yep. and you'd be exhausted by the time yeah. you get back because you had to push over sandbars and, and yeah. all that Sounds crap. Sounds fun. Greg still it does is. that. Yeah. yeah. Every weekend. Sounds normal. Doing it, doing it for the big bucks. Jocelyn, I, I want to send it to a, another uh, IM question from the Bass U crew. We have a ton. Um, so Eric wants to know, Keith, how do you approach the fall transition period when it's tough to get a bite? Do you change up your approach to shallow water? No, I'm sorry. I, I, it was a little interference. I didn't quite get that. You're fine. How do you approach the fall transition period when it's tough to get a bite? Do you change up your approach to shallow water? Yeah. I mean, so it's it falls always tough. I mean, you, you just, you just never know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the, the greatest fall fisherman. Um, and you just gotta, you know, a lot of times these fish are migrating back to these creeks and, and, and the thing is, is finding creeks, get, getting to the, to the actual creek part, uh, where the, where the ditch dumps in, because a lot of times the back of these creeks, it's a shallow flat, right? And then once you get so far, so far back, you find where the, 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 I call it the blowout, where the, the, the river blows out into the, where the, the creek winds up way in the back. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is it gets deeper in that creek and a lot of times when it starts cooling off those shadow pour in that in that deep that deep hole and those bass will sit in that deep hole not they don't go way back in there but they'll sit right there right where it starts getting deeper where it feels safe so that's a that's a good little spot to concentrate on you get past the flat into the deep where you got banks on both sides about a hundred yard stretch right in there is where you're going to find the juice and you know, with something, and when you keep going back, it just and then it kind of plays out. It gets shallow, or you know, you can't go no more, whatever. But right there, next to that blowout, it's just typically it's got some logs like underneath the water, you know, sticking up. So concentrating on that area right there, I've seen what will produce than just you know, you know, halfway out of the creek or whatever. Now you're not gonna catch a lot because it's just not a big area. You just find a lot of those same areas, creeks that look the same. And you could pick up one or two here, one or two there, and and get where you need to, to get. Do you do you ever set the hook at practice in these places? Absolutely not. Well, I'll 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 look at one or two, but th- that's it, man. I do not. I, I, I no 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 <laughs> no 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 no. Get that no, rich? No, no setting that's, the hook. That's a big no no. I think <laughs> I think guys make that mistake a lot. Yeah. You know, I hear guys. Oh man, I caught, man, I was on fifteen pounds a day. Well, how do you know? Uh, I called them. I went, what, what you, they done. You over with. They, they, they ain't no more. To, you, you gotta, you gotta, you got, I mean, you want to check a few fish, but you got to have confidence that, you know, okay, you get a bite. I mean, you kind of pull, you kind of feel, you know, feel if he's heavy or something. A lot of times you keep pulling without setting the hook. He'll, he'll come on up to the top, but, but you cannot set the hook. But guys want to see them for some reason. I don't know, but they, they burn their fish up. And then you got all these boats setting the hook, you know, and they fishing behind each other. That's that's what makes it tough on a lot of these lakes. No doubt, no doubt, and we see it all the time. But uh, that one backwaters would not survive that. Jocelyn, let's let's go again. Um, Stefan wants to know since you have limited baits, what are your biggest bait modifications, if any, do you utilize? Yeah, I don't I don't really modify anything. You know, I, you know I I don't fish with this as much as I used to, and you know I I, I fish with a lot. I mean. I still catch fish on it. You know, my little, my little spinner, my little KP power spinner, I put on the back of a, a general. And, uh, you know, I, that's, that's a shallow water, clear water deal that gets a lot of bites. Uh, I've heard a couple of anglers, uh, that, that, that use it and, and you've been catching fish on it, but 
that's probably the only modification I do um, with any kind of baits, you know, but typically it's just straightforward, uh, real simple, flipping a, 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 you know, pit boss or whatever. I mean, it's, I keep it simple, man. I, I, I don't get caught up in this and that and all that. It, man, it's a bass, man. It's a bad, it, it, the fishing is all about finding them. I mean, but, but you know, you need to focus on a few baits, but typically if it ain't there, you ain't catching them. I mean, you, you have to find them first. So, uh, but typically, I mean, it's a bass. I mean, you throw a few of your confident core baits. That's, that's all you need to do, man. Well, that's great advice. And, uh, I want to ask a question because you got, you got some decisions to make my friend. My question. Yeah. 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 Right. We got you, you're, you're MLF qualified, you know, competitor over there. Now you're elite qualified with a, with a ticket to the classic in view. What's Keith Poche doing in 2023? Man, you know, I've been asked a lot and, you know, I I want to fish both. I mean, I I announced some uh, Matt Pangrat. I mean, I, I, I want to fish both. And then, then he, then he, he, he got, I looked at the schedule, both schedules, and I, and I just briefly looked at them because I just got it, and I was like, man, yeah, I, I got one conflict. Well, Matt was reading out the dates, and and he said, oh, whoa, you, uh, Murray, uh, you, Bass Pro Tour will be there, and then at least a couple weeks later, that's going to fall underneath the, the off-limits period. I said, oh, no. Ah, man, I said, man, I hate that. I said, well, that's two. And then he says, oh, 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 St. Clair. Oh, uh. but I can fish one day on the Bass Pro Tour, it said, I got to start Saturday, Sunday. I can fish, even whether I'm group A or group B, I can fish the first day. And then Monday, it starts off limits for the Elite Series of St. Clair. So I'm like, man, dang. Wow. So, but the first one, they're so close. They're on top of each other. They're so close. It's uh, Okeechobee and, and Kissimmee. I could fish at least one day at both events because, you know, my off day at the Bass Pro Tour, I can run down to Okeechobee and fish a day of the Elite. So, I can make it work. There's only one event I would have to choose, which would be the the Murray one, and uh, I want to fish both. I, I haven't I, now, now that Matt Pangrat threw that look, curve to curveball to me. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm talking to sponsors. I'm trying to see. I got to meet with them. There's, there's there's a few things, decisions, some hard decisions I have to make. So, um, you know what? I don't understand. And and, and, I, and I'll be honest on here. And I and I I'm. I'm I'm, I'm straightforward. Everything I say to you guys is is straightforward, man. And I, I don't I don't I don't say anything wrong. I mean, I'm I'm telling you like it is. Everything. What I get from my family, from my friends, from you know fans, all all I get. I mean, there's a couple guys, Bass Pro Tour guys, or want me to stay. But everybody else wants me to go fish Bassmaster, and I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, why, why, why? What's, what's? I mean, I'd love to hear some feedback from people. I'd love them to give me a reason why. Like, I want to know what, what, what's, what? Why do people want me to go back? Like, I, I love MLF. I, I really do. I love the format. I love fishing them. They, you know, they, you know, boards. You know, whatever people think about him, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he's, he's a businessman. He's doing what he's got to do. And I, I mean, you know, we have our disagreements. Everybody has their disagreements, but I respect, you know, so I respect what he's done, what he's trying to do. Him and Gary Klein, I love Gary Klein. I mean, all the guys that do, that, that are doing this, you know, Jim Wilburn, Jim Wilburn. I don't know if y'all know him or not. He's man, he, he's helped me so much over the years, and I, I don't know even know how to 
repay him back. I mean, he, he's he's helped me get to where I'm at today, and I hope he listens to this because I love him to death. But, you know, I've made some mistakes over the years. I've said things I probably shouldn't, and we all do because I'm passionate about what I do. And and I hope they respect that because I, I'm, I'm just a true competitor, and, and, I'm, and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And I want to do the right thing. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to look out for me and my family and I got to make the best decisions. And I, and I, I don't know what to do, man. I really don't. I, I love fishing. I'm, I'm so thankful to be where I'm at in my life. Um, I got, you know, a beautiful wife and two girls. And I mean, I don't know what a guy else could, could, could want. And I just, I, I don't know. I wish everybody could just get along, man, whether it's MLF, bass, and it would just all work together and, and have a, let, let, let's just, enjoy what we have because dude i mean this, i don't know how long we'll have this i mean our fisheries are so great right now the resources we have i mean let's just enjoy it let's just have a good time let's let's appreciate each other what we're doing as a group as a family because that's what we are a family i mean the fishing family i mean and it's a small family so i i just think we need to work together a lot more and uh a lot more things positive would would, would get done I, well, there you go. We want the tournament organizations to split the schedule so that Keith can fish both trails because we want to see that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. Let's, let, let's get on that schedule, man. Come on. You could just yeah. flip a coin. You get this week, we get this week, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, no, you know, I know. I, I understand. I mean, they're all competing, and it's it's a competitive deal, but – but I think at the end of the day, if, if they respect each other a little more, I think they would be surprised that they would get a little bit better response. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, you, you I have to you. give a little to get a little sometimes. It's not always a one-way street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm confused a lot of times on decisions that both leads make. I mean, it's like, you know, that just didn't make any sense. But, you know, I'm not there. I'm not on the board meetings. I don't know. I'm just a, 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 a fishing their platform and i'm just a fan of the sport and, and i have to do what they tell me to do but i, I just you know i i love both leagues i, I have a lot of respect for them I, I like what chase anderson has done at bass i mean he, he's a great dude great family and 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 i, I just you know i, I see i see the, the 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 good in what's coming out over there um so i, I see the good in both sports and i, I just both leads. I just, I just want them to work together, and I want everybody to get along because I think at the end, at the end game, it's going to be best for for everybody. So, I don't know. Well, we, I, I think there'd be a lot of people that would like to try to, to do both. I know, you know, everybody's on their camp. I've heard of guys coming over. They're going to fish all the opens next year and try to do what you did and qualify for the elites. And uh, you know, it's uh, MLF has got a, a, a ton going on, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. But it's, it stinks, honestly, that you got to make that choice. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I may not have to. I mean, I may just, I may fish both, and it'd be I just have to miss a couple. And I may not have the year I want, as far as points wise. But, but, I, but I don't close a door. You see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if I if I close the door on one, I may not get that opportunity again. So. I may have to rough through uh, a, a season with missing a, a term or two from each league, but but it keeps me in them. It keeps me in both leagues for 2024. Maybe maybe things are different then. 
I just don't want to. I don't want to close the door on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you just you, it, it's, unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got two years at the elites, right? So even if exactly. you had to miss a few tournaments, uh, exactly. you'd still get year number now, it's gonna, two. It's going to cost me some money. I'm throwing some money away, but yeah. But what it does, it just keeps my it keeps me in them. It keeps mm-hmm. it keeps things it keeps doors open in my favor. So. And my sponsors. Well, maybe start out the year by going and winning in Knoxville at the Classic. Maybe that'd be a then good Then I don't way have to, to worry about it. Then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's an automatic berth in the next year's Classic when you do that. So just keep doing exactly. that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's a good plan. Yeah. Well, uh, Keith, thanks so much. Hey, people, I, I'm going to go back and watch this. This is on your YouTube channel. How, what What's the channel? How can they go and, and see how you get in and out of these places? So, so yeah, I mean, you know, I've been super. Let me just throw this out there, and I'm, for all the listeners, and I, I'm gonna apologize for all the fans that's been wanting them. I, you know, I, I'm sorry I hadn't filmed many off the grids and you know Gator tracks. They've been on me. Ah, well, you need to film some more of that stuff. Show that boat. And you know, I, I've been so busy building a house, and I've, I've called a few sponsors, and you know, because I've been so busy. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I hadn't po- I hadn't did social media like I should, and I understand. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna start picking it up things, but they can go to. It's just Keith Pochet. Uh, they can find me on YouTube. Uh, it's off the grid. I have not posted one in a while, but I, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm about to get another one out. So, uh, but I apologize. But please go subscribe. Uh, watch what I have out there. Um, I do some crazy stuff, and it's, it's just I have fun with it. And, and it's just, you know, it's it's no tournament stuff. It's just me out in the water doing some crazy stuff. Get back in some of these places like I and I don't do that. I don't go that extreme in tournament. This is this is super extreme stuff. So and this is just built for TV, just just to just to make a little TV show. So um, I'd love for this to be a, eventually be a TV show. I, I dude, I think this would be a good hit for for actual you know I don't know outdoor channel something. If any networks are watching, hey, give me a call. I love man, I, I would film. I could film thirteen shows in a couple weeks. We can make it happen. Just hey, give me a call. But I, I just think I just think people love this and they like the they like the. The, the the things that I do to get back in there. It's just adventurous and it's like naked and afraid, man. I'm telling you, that's crazy stuff, boy. There you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what you need to be off the grid naked. That's the show. Oh, wow, man. I don't know, brother. I got to hit the gym first, though. I got to hit the gym. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations again. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time and, and giving us the real scoop on what happened. And, uh, man, it was awesome. Yes, and congratulations, yeah, buddy. Man. Man, thank y'all so much for having me. Anytime. Hey, hey, I'd I love to come back anytime. You Appreciate got, you. You got it. Keith Poche, everybody. Yes, that was the awesome. The champ. That was good. Way to go. Awesome, man. What a oh, – I, I got to call uh, Basscat, see if I can get a winch installed. I would do it. On the front of my boat. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's off the grid. That is crazy. Yeah. I, I, I never thought to have a winch. I mean, it makes such perfect sense You because there's always trees oh, yeah. around when you're trying to get into these places, and you can just yeah. tether around a tree and pull yourself in to I've, check out. I've watched this YouTube. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that they need to come up with a boat, like an RV. You know how it, like, expands and shrinks and expands? <laughs> they need a boat like that so you can get in a little places yeah. and then back get, out. Get skinny. <laughs> there you go. Get skinny. Get big to fish. And it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fish, awesome. f- f- fishes in waders. Your audio was off at the beginning oh, of that, yeah. Scott. But uh but yeah. Uh, you know you're going you know you're going deep when you're when you're in your boat 
fishing in, in waders. Oh, yeah. You're going <laughs> in. You're going in. And so I, are you allowed to get out of your boat at all during a tournament or no? You are allowed to get out to push yourself out. You are out not allowed to push yourself in. Gotcha. Uh, to, but I mean like to fish. No. You, you have to stay in your no, boat. No, you got to catch the fish from inside the boat. Yeah. Bassmaster. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm I learning. when I was question. swimming in the Chesapeake, I had to get back in the boat in order to continue on. Yeah. Oh, you I, couldn't like pick a fish up while you were swimming. No, they wouldn't let me. They won't won't let me do that. <laughs> yeah. But hey, guys, we we got a lot of cool stuff we're giving away. We're going to be giving away a fishing trip with me. If you haven't entered that yet, sign up for our newsletter. Follow the instructions on our Facebook page. It's real simple. One, two, three. And get that done. I'm going to be giving away that trip here in just a minute. We've got a grand prize that we're going to be giving away. And like this feed on Facebook, like it and share it. And we got a prize for you guys, too. We're going to be right back after this very, very short commercial break. Giving away some stuff. Stuff. All right. <laughs> BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. 
but that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Welcome back. What a what a crazy story about uh, Keith's big win on the Red River. Um, unreal. Um, I, I can't recall. I can't recall sabotage taking place. It happened one time that I know of. Really? Mark Menendez won that tournament out of aluminum boat. Oh yeah. Somebody put rocks right in front of. They stacked rocks up right in front of the bridge. Yep. 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 They did it to him too. Years yeah. ago. Yeah. Same thing. What, yep, what do you yep. mean they stacked rocks in front of the bridge? I think they just dumped they, them off the bridge right in the hole. giant rocks off in front the, of the bridge so the, that he couldn't get through. And he, he actually had to move physically move the rocks out to get And he get, got in. And yeah. I was just going to ask that. Are you wow. able to move them out of your way? I, apparently. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think something like that you can. Like, every state has its own laws, and that's right. what you've got to divide by as far as trees being down right. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But something like that, I would say yes, because I don't I, think you're doing – I don't doing, know the rules. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, know I, I don't know the rules of, either. I can't remember if he got out of his boat. I want to say he did not get out Mark of his boat. Mark did not. I remember it, watching yeah. him pull him from the side of the boat. Right. Uh, right. Because you're allowed to cut trees. You're allowed to use a chainsaw and cut trees out in front of the boat and – Really? Move stuff depending around. on what the state laws are. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, depending on the state, because I know, like, Jersey's, like, Jersey's all wild about, like, yep. you, can, you can't cut trees down, like, on the bank or, like, you know, even that are overhanging the bank. And, and I'm talking about from a hunting perspective. Like, you can't make natural blinds by by cutting down trees with, um, with, the, with an instrument. Like, you can't use a saw. Mm. But, like, if a beaver goes and drags a whole tree up on the bank and then you pull it down, you can use it. So, it... It's it's weird. Yeah. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray areas to it. Speaking of guys who just won Pete, by the way, Epic Eric and uh, yeah. Captain Captain Scooter oh, Lily yeah. Scooter, yeah. just got themselves yeah. a uh, got Congrats. themselves a, they a, got it done a chip down there uh, on Kerbog's Island. Won themselves thirty G's mm. in well that tournament. Done. Eric are, is on on our chat right now. They are Woo-hoo. a freaking dynamic duo. Those two, Captain yeah. Scooter yeah. Lily and Eric Colasso, who might be the like the co-angler of history like he's he's always <laughs> got go. some sneaky stuff ways he's oh catching him. He's he modifying does. tinkering you know yeah. one strand of chartreuse like all kinds of crazy i stuff, promise so. you he's throwing stuff that nobody else has 100 percent crankbait heaven in his yep. garage yeah yep. it's unbelievable and of course you can see him on smallmouth crush um a lot of times so oh, con- yeah. congratulations guys yes. what, yeah, what a great i gotta I, eat i'm calling because i want to i want to hear how you want it Eric and uh, you know because we're going to be going to Kerr this year on the opens for the first time in a long time and uh, just real curious as, as to how the fishing is down there these so days. Is this the is this the moment where you're telling the world you're definitely doing the open? Would it be Division One again? Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, plan to be in Division One. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to you know uh, I'm going to lock that one in it, and uh, nice. I'll plan to do that. You know, Watts Bar and. Uh, and Kerr and, and Thousand Eyes. And also the Toyota Series Northern Division. And right? I want I want to do that with you. Come on. I want to I, I want to join Fit them down. I want to I want to do the BFLs again. I, you know. Yeah. I want to fish now, the other now. divisions of the Opens. <laughs> well, do now, it all. Now. You know. Josh, <laughs> Josh, I'll send you Pete's schedule for <laughs> next year. Don't worry. Yeah. The office <laughs> manager's having a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do it all, but but for right now we know we're going to we're going to plan on doing the Opens. How about you? Are you going to do the opens next year? Or are you going to? I I don't believe so. Okay. Nope. Just just Focus. the series. 
Uh, Something else is in the fire too, but I'm working on it. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. You, you, mean, you mean you mean that the new baby coming? <laughs> yeah. uh, besides that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely happening. Yeah, also, that's, that's the winning season, right? You have a baby, everybody wins. Is that how it works? That's how it works. How it works? Absolutely. We're gonna find out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Come out of the gate firing. That'd be nice. What oh, else you, you got in the works, Greg? Yeah. What are you What are you hitting at here? Ah, we'll see. Like a different circuit you're going to be fishing? Uh, we'll see. Oh, come on. <laughs> what, what, are you going to go fish the kayak series, something uh, crazy? We'll see. Uh, Slay yeah, Nation. We'll dude, see. dude he's, doing the, he's doing the, I'm making an announcement that I'm going to make an announcement. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this is an announcement. Sounds like Ike Live. Yeah, right? That's a nice announcement thing. Yeah. We'll see. Everybody watching, don't worry. Next week, you'll hear what Greg's talking about. Possibly. Maybe. Not maybe. Possibly. Awesome. All right. We'll, uh, we'll announce awesome. something maybe. Sometime down the road. <laughs> Let's big. announce well, some winners, Jocelyn. We do have some winners. So we have our like and share winner, Jake Chineri. I will send you a message. And then we also have... That's Jake. Let's do the trivia question. And while we wait for the trivia question, I will pull the cash-in winner. Cash-in right. and the dean winner. Sounds good. Guys, so mm-hmm. this is your official last chance to get entered in to win the newsletter contest. All you got to do is go back in, like one of the two posts that we put up about this uh, contest. Um, We did one yesterday and we did one last Thursday. Go on there, like the post, tag two friends, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll still be entered in for a chance to win. We're not going to pick the winner until, like, right at that moment. We're 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 going to send through the randomizer, and then we're going to get the the winner picked out. Um, But in the meantime, we are going to do a trivia question. uh, By the way, way, I promise that... We, I'll do everything I can to keep us all in the boat during our fishing trip. Yes. Don't forget yes. your capstick. <laughs> <laughs> Scuba <Yes>. mask. <laughs> when you hear the, the horn blow three times, it's cannonball contest, middle ditch. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be there. So uh, today's trivia question for the grand prize is going to be, what manufacturer, model, and motor horsepower does Keith Poche run, or did he run on the Red River? To win what is his boat manufacturer what's the model number or what's the model of the boat and what is the motor horsepower so that's what we're looking for that's the grand prize trivia question hope people were paying attention i'm sure it won't take our crew too long but we will see and guys go sign up for the the newsletter contest you can win yourself an awesome cashing flipping rod that's a core flipping rod and pete that's a that's a really good rod that's a solid it's seven three Mm -hmm. uh medium heavy fast tip and it's uh it's it's a really good rod, super lightweight, sensitive, the whole deal. Yeah, it's it's really versatile for throwing stuff like the pit boss or uh you know smaller jigs, that type of stuff. It's a terrific rod. Shout out to Cash and they're made right here in the states, right down there in North Carolina. Yep. By the way, we gotta we gotta get invited back to the Cash invitation. Yeah, we gotta get oh, down there for in, there in November to do some fishing. Speaking of Cash and I just I just re upped uh, a few of my rods, put an order in. I got a I got a fresh John Cruz square bill rod nice. headed my way. I got a Perfect 7.3 three, uh, Icon flipping rod, and I also got their new um, uh, six foot nine topwater jerkbait rod, uh, just in time for jerkbait season coming up right around the corner. So I'm excited to get my hands on those, man. The Icons, they're uh, they're bad to the bone, and they might have another pretty sweet model line coming up. <laughs> anyway, I also wanted to make sure we mentioned that we are going to be back um, in January. We're going to be in Gadsden, Alabama, and Anderson, South Carolina. I will post the link. Um, it's 25% off early bird tickets. So 
now's the chance to grab it. We will also make a social media post and also check your email because we'll be sending you a newsletter. Anderson, with that South Carolina and Gadsden, Alabama. We are yes. back live in the crap in the classroom in 2023. Ooh. Really Ooh. excited about that. Check your emails. It's gonna we're gonna be having the link there too. And of course, Jocelyn's got the link posted here yep. uh, for your early bird ticket specials. And uh, we'll keep you posted for more details on the website. And we have a winner. So C. Lynch got the trivia C. question. Lynch. Correct. Nice. Awesome. Tracks GT 650 90 HP. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> That's right. You got it. We, but, it had a, but apparently it had his 115 horsepower rating, limit, rating. rating yeah. on it. So yeah. I guess Keith's going to be running that next year. And we also just got our um, winner for the on the water and cash and rod winner. Uh-oh. And the winner is Jeff Gomez. Jeff Ooh. Gomez. Oh, yeah. All, right. All right. Look forward Pretty to fishing cool. with you. Jeff, we'll uh, um, I'm, you, the contact information, Jocelyn will send your way, and uh, we'll get out on the water. The fall fishing is getting cranked up. I can't wait. It's just starting to get rolling. Saw the weights down there. Oh, congratulations to Sean and Mike, Sean McKee, Mike Centaur for yep. winning uh, on the Chesapeake. Uh, Sean is the um, – um, the author of the the new Pete Kluzek theme song. <laughs> we will Pete's be getting wet. we'll be getting a a uh, a quality version of that soon to be able to play over the show from the studio. <laughs> yeah. When's the CD oh, yeah. come out? Yeah. <laughs> we I don't know, but we we're we're lobbying to get Sean live in studio on the next show yes. to to perform uh, to perform live <laughs> for us. But that was a I lot of that. that was a lot of fun. It was so cool seeing everybody down there and uh, what what a great event that was and um, man, we got so we got so much coming up. We're going to be uh, filming. Guys, this is going to be really key. We're uh, we're going to be filming with Greg and uh, Colo from Humminbird next week. We're really excited. We're going to be diving in to some advanced some, uh, strategies on how to, how to use sonar and our Ultrex. And we're also going to be uh, taking on breaking down bodies of water, some, uh, some common. I love this topic that we were talking about with you, Greg, like the, the five uh, most common ways to navigate through your system. It's the nitty gritty. It's it's yeah. the, it's the good stuff that's not talked about that right. a lot of guys don't know or are just missing. Or get stuck on. Or stuck on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How to get around? How to alter your GPS? Um, not coordinates, but what's the word I'm looking for? Your formats. Formats. Uh, you know, minutes, seconds. Yep. Versus just uh, degrees. Those, those little things, managing color, man. There's so many things that are available on your units that maybe you didn't know about or couldn't find. Uh, we're going to be diving in all that stuff next week. So look for that to be available on Bash University TV real soon. So with all that be and we have shout out to Jeffrey <laughs> on Hurricane Watch. We were going to go yeah. film in Florida with Bobby Lane. The hurricane smashed it. So now we're oh. filming with Brian Thrift this week. Guess what? The hurricane's going to try to squash that too. <laughs> so uh, come on, better hur- not. What's that hurricane's name? Ian, I, Ian, Ian, no, Ian or something. Get out of here, man. Yeah, we we got it. we got fishing to do. Yeah, you yeah. Know? come on, man. Come on, chill out, Ian. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for. Is there anything else? I think we're all set. Did we do Facebook like and share already? We, we did. did. We did. Okay. All we right. did. Well, thanks everybody. Scott, Jocelyn, Rich, GDP. Thanks for being here. Thanks everybody for watching. We will see you next week. 
with another edition of Bass University Live. Congratulations.